0: Welcome to Wildflowers & Whiskey from Jolene's Tea House here in Banff, Alberta, Canada. I'm Jolene Brewster and this is my tea house. And throughout this next year, I will be sharing tea or whiskey with very important women in our community. They are strong, resilient and courageous and their contributions have been so meaningful to the culture of the Canadian Rockies. Today, we have an incredibly special guest with us, Aurora Claire Boren. Aurora is a musician, community organizer, advocate,
1: public speaker, and educator.
0: Aurora, thank yeah. you for being here with us today.
1: Thank you for the invite. I'm actually really <laughs> happy to be here. Uh, like, I know they can't see this, but there's fresh snow from last night. And Banff is like so beautiful right now. And it's not too cold either, right? Oh, so
0: Friday mornings have been magical the last few weeks. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so we've got this tea and we've got the snow and we've got this cabin and it is
0: perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, This is one of our uh, first episodes of Wildflower and Whiskey. Uh, And this morning we actually did top up our creamy (laughs) Earl Grey tea with just a nip of whiskey. It is a whiskey morning. (laughs) We both decided that, didn't we? We did. (laughs) So um, my first question for you, what is your wildflower side? And then when do you become a whiskey person?
1: Right. I I like this. Um, This is a really cool way to phrase this question. And my wildflower side is absolutely the person that I am when I get home. My home is my kind of little Mm. den Mm. and everything in my home is in a spot for a reason. And like I do so many things during the day and I'm so busy and then I finish it all. And I turn on all of my little like LED candles and fireplace and soft lighting and I'll read a book or I'll You'll have a nice glass of wine. It actually
0: sounds like the perfect setting in Banff where we're in these big mountains in our cozy, beautiful homes. Well, it's very a very winter setting. It is, but it works in the
1: summer too. But the summer I go out to my porch. Yes. And do the same thing, the, but on my And porch.
0: I've been to your house and your balcony is spectacular.
1: Thanks. It's actually breathtaking. Thanks. I'm, I'm really lucky. It's uh, You go in and as you know, you come in you come down this, this stair, we call it the mine shaft, and it seems dark and like we're going into this cave and you come into my house and it's just this, overlooks the whole, Bow Valley. The
0: panorama opens yeah. up in front of yeah. you. Absolutely. Um,
1: and then the whiskey is. Um,
0: so this question I'm most interested in.
1: <laughs> I, I, I guess it'd be kind of a cop out to say the whiskey is everything else, wouldn't it? Um, but you know, the, in a way that that is it. You know, if we're talking about whiskey, if we're talking about going out and the yin you know, and the yang. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Then that is the rest of my day, where I go out and I. Give Put myself energy. on the line and give my energy and yeah, perfect. I was
0: actually reading a book last night that talked about how women uh, think that becoming a martyr makes them bigger, but it actually shrinks themselves.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I love yeah, the martyr yeah, because always for a cause, right? Yeah, sacrificing for for my kids or for my work or for my family or you know whatever's happening. Yeah, and never taking that recharge time. Yeah, and I, I've never. I'm never super happy to talk about pandemic silver Lining because I really just don't think there were, I don't think that's a good We way all to don't look want to talk about it, it but yeah. it keeps creeping in
0: it because it's so relevant. We've it learned is. so much. It is. Um, okay, so you are a well known singer, a fierce advocate for the LGBTQ1A2S. Yeah. Uh, for all these folks here in Banff, um, how do you think living here in Banff has changed your
1: path? I mean, I, all parts of it, I mean, I, this, this is, I would not be who I am if it wasn't for Bath, in, in, in so many ways. Um, you know, when I, Bath, gave me a community of supportive people that I had always had, mm-hmm. but now I was able to see, yep. you know, I, 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 I almost said, which i had never had before, but that's not true. I had it, but I couldn't see it. I didn't know it, and I got to Banff, and I and I stay here, and I and I actually put roots in. You know my story. I don't want to get into my whole story, but I moved and moved and moved and moved and moved because I was hiding things and not comfortable in myself. What
0: brought you to Banff? How did you find us?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it was one of these things. I had just finished a music degree in Southwest Ontario, mm. and <clears throat> I. Uh, I was dating a girl uh, who lived in Cochrane, who moved back to, to her family in, in Cochrane. And I graduated with my music degree and went, well, what do I do now? I don't know. And decided that I should move to Vamp, that I should just uproot everything and move to Vamp because it was only an hour from this girl. And so that wasn't scary, but we could still keep doing it if we wanted to. And that's how I came to Banff. So I, I have one of the many stories of came to Banff for six months, 15 years ago. At that point. You know, And and then I accidentally put roots down. Mm. And those roots have allowed me then to actually become this person, Mm. right? And so, in a way, everything. The answer to the question is everything. Banff gave me everything.
0: Mm. Um, So, I mean, you have such a beautiful competence. You are a a musician, a community organizer, an advocate, an educator. That is such a melting pot of talents. We are so lucky to have you. Where do you find the inspiration to move these mountains?
1: You know, okay, yeah.
0: So- It's hard to wear a lot of hats. <laughs> it
1: is. Uh, uh, you know and, and the, the secret of it actually is that I only wear one hat. Hmm. I wear a hat that creates spaces, and that's, that's what I do. I'm, ultimately, I think I'm a professional space creator. And, because uh, that's, you know, the advocacy, the education, the musician, that's all of what that, that comes down to. And I was thinking about this question, before this and what happened I had a moment in my life where I can point at it and go that was my rock bottom and it was not that long ago uh, I had come out I my, uh you know the girl that I came out here to be with uh, and I had just separated which is fine um she married a man, so I, I get that. Uh, you know, uh, the dogs had gone with her. Um, you know, my career was kind of at its sort of low
0: point mm-hmm. for a number of reasons. As an artist. As an artist, yeah. yeah. Yes. At this
1: point, it was only as a musician. And I, I didn't know what I was doing. And my body had been through more surgeries than anybody should take. Mm. Uh, and so I was physically exhausted. I was emotionally exhausted. Uh, I, there were so many changes I didn't know how to cope with. And, and I kind of ended up randomly, I, I don't know how this came up. I don't know what, what brought this idea to me, but I, I went to the store and I got a bottle of wine and I just put it on my table and I looked out at that, that view that we talked about and I, and I threw paper all over the, the table. And I wrote down who I wanted to be. Who, who is Aurora? Because, you know, at this point I think I was 31 or 32 and I had never asked myself this question before. Because the answer to the question was impossible, right? Previous to this point, the answer of who's Aurora was only a woman and that's impossible. And now I had gotten to this point. I had answered that question. I had transitioned, I I was a woman. and, And what I discovered was that the promised land on the other side of the mountain, for my entire life, I knew that if I could just get to the other side of this mountain, It would be fine. And the promised land was garbage. Right? And that's when I realized that it had to be more than that. Hmm. Right? It wasn't enough to just be a woman. Right? I had to actually be a human as well. Mm -hmm. And... So, I wrote down who I wanted to be. I, 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 all those cards all over the table and pieces of paper that I'd ripped up and everything, I just wrote on, on each one, like, who is Aurora? And I, and I put a thing on it. And I started kind of assembling it all together. And and ultimately, I ended up with everything on one piece of paper. And it, that was the paper of who I'd always wanted to be. And then I went, okay, I'm going to do those things. Because it wasn't like, it wasn't this grand scale of be you know the following emotional qualities right it was all do this thing you know one of them must be the person that shows up to a party all in i
0: think yeah. i think that's the power of hitting rock bottom yeah we yeah. we will not go to that edge and and dig that deep yeah. unless we have nowhere else to go yeah
1: oh absolutely (laughs) if it wasn't rock bottom I never would have done that
0: Um, it's it's hard not to want the accolades of the external world to make you feel like you're successful or doing yeah
1: yeah but that's not that's not real strength because that strength isn't in your control right people can take that from you at any Mm. time and so if we're gonna be strong it's got to come from here yeah. and what do we need and we can be inspired by the mountains we can be inspired by things that aren't us but they shouldn't be other people mm. right to find that strength we should be inspired by other people but that shouldn't be the source yeah. mm,
0: i understand completely um the mountains are such a masculine landscape uh for women looking for their role or trying to find their passion um what would be your advice
1: yeah I mean, do that thing I did. <laughs> yes, actually. Um, I no, I agree. Yeah, uh, and, and perhaps yeah.
0: multiple times throughout our life as the
1: world keeps yeah. changing. I have not only done that once. Mm. Once I did it once. And then I a couple weeks later, I told my therapist about it. She's like, wait, you just did that? And I was like, yeah. And she's like. You don't need me. <laughs> keep doing that. Right? Um, I mean, do that. Mm. And no filter. No filter at all, right? And then once you figure out what you want to do, you want to... You want to be that woman that goes in the mountains. You want to be that woman that runs a tea house. You want to be that woman that follows whatever that dream is. Once you identify it, find other people doing it. I right? like that. Learn from them and, and find common cause with find them. And
0: mentors and role yeah.
1: models. And, yeah. and friends and you know all these things. And do your path. But humans aren't meant to be alone right? We're social creatures. We, we're meant to be surrounded by people and, and we're meant to have families uh, in any sense. Yes, Yes. families. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so find that family. Mm. That's the next step. Well, who do you want to be? And then find other people that also wanted to be that person. And then make that family.
0: They find this group that that's who they share Christmases with. That's their support group. Those are the people that cheer them on yeah. as they're trying to be brave to put themselves out there and make a life work here.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, as we said, it's not easy to make a life work here. No. And, uh, and yeah, you, this is where Banffas, I learned Chosen Family long before I even learned I was queer. Mm. Right? You know, that was the first thing was like Orphan's Christmas. Mm. Right? Where we all just got together and did Christmas with relative strangers because we were just here in Bav, Mm. and then it grows and grows and grows. It grows. You are the Diversity,
0: Equity, Inclusion, and Mental Health Manager for the Association of Canadian Mountain Guides. (laughs) That is a bit of a mouthful. It's a big (laughs) mouthful.
1: I I didn't decide. What a cool job. What a cool role. (laughs) Yeah, um, it's very cool. I was really glad to see it. Mm. Uh, You know, right in the job description, it said that in the job qualifications, somebody that was comfortable working in a male-dominated field, and, and, and you know, that's kind of coded language, but I, I knew what it meant, and I was like, okay, here we go. And it was very true, <laughs> uh, but um, it is a challenging job, but it's rewarding, mm. and you know, I do, we talked about all these things, I, I'm an advocate and an educator and music, you know, all, all of these things, and this job has given me the chance to put work to the work that I do. Most of my work is inspire people to go somewhere else and do something else. Right. And in this job, I get to do it.
0: This so it's very grounding.
1: It is. It mm-hmm. is. Um, and it's been very testing. Right. You know, it's one thing to stand on a stage and inspire people to go do something. And then when you try to do it yourself.
0: Mm. What a nice balance, though. <laughs>
1: It's, um, sure. <laughs> um, I hope to make it to that, yes, I agree. It doesn't yet feel like that, but I see that that's that potential. Mm. And, and it's already incorporating into the work that I do to inspire people, right? Because now that I'm getting this real on the ground experience, you know, what do I need to, people to tell me? And unfortunately, there's nobody in the organization that can tell me these things because I'm the expert in the organization. Yes. Right, so I have so many moments of what do I need to hear right now? Oh, dang. Right. And then find myself something that I've said to other people and does that work? Hmm. And sometimes it does, and a lot of times it doesn't. And so then I've got to kind of cross that out of my thing and find a new way to say that same thing. So it's becoming this not only I think really important work that I should say is really valued by a lot of members of the Guiding You're (laughs) trail-breaking. I'm the second person in the world to have this position. The first person was hired in September in the American Guiding Association. Wow. Um, And that is the only other mountain culture group that has a position like this and she was hired two months before me.
0: What is your own definition of a strong woman?
1: I love this question. I love this question and I have a I, you know, advanced warning, I thought about it in advance. And I have a cheeky answer for you. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not convinced there's a difference between a woman and a strong woman. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, and, like, the barriers, the stuff, you know, we all know them. We all know what it means to be a woman in Canadian and North American society and I had a particular crash course in it, mm-hmm. right? I transitioned and I was like, I knew all this stuff academically and then I was like, oh, this is all real. <laughs> all of these things are real, all of these biases are real, all of these difficulties and obstacles are real. Um, and just to exist is strength, you know? And how do we become strong women? But I, it, the answer to that question really is by just being ourselves, by just allowing ourselves to be and exist outside of the expectations that are placed on us, that we are more, that we are more emotional, that we work harder, that we're kinder, that we never show emotion, right? We, that we have to be emotional, but we also never have to show emotion, right? That, that we always, you know, are empathizing with, you know, people so they don't think that we're bossy or overbearing or any number of these other words and you know
0: it's i agree it is a hard (laughs) role
1: (laughs) (laughs) right and so what if what if we just stopped doing it what if we just were okay with ourselves and stopped playing that game right wouldn't that be wouldn't that be something you know i i i I, as a trans woman i can't super speak to this but i want to add this in because i as soon as I thought about that, I was watching a YouTube video and an ad came on for um, you know, a tampon. And the ad, the, the, the style of the ad was, with this product, even during your worst period pain, you can still ride horses. <laughs> <laughs> and, right.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs>
1: imagine, and so when we talk about strong women, Right? It's like, so I've seen so many studies. How do
0: you push yourself and try harder
1: and not be women and not slow down? Right. (laughs) While experiencing horrible pain. (laughs) Right. And it's like, let's just be women. (laughs) Right?
0: Oh, that was the best example ever.
1: <laughs> and it just like, it just like, it was like right there. It just happened. And I was like, oh my God, okay. <laughs> I have to say this thing, like, thank you algorithm for this ad that I can't use, but really has solidified this answer. Because mm-hmm. most, you know, the other half of the population just gets to ride horses. Yes.
0: Right? <laughs> yes. And
1: And, we have and to if be. they have
0: a bad day... I don't think anyone gives a second look at it. No. We, we don't care if they're not riding horses that day. Correct.
1: Right. Yeah. And for us, it's like, nope, terrible pain. You've got, you've got to prove Go yourself. Go ride that horse. <laughs> <laughs> Okay.
0: Oh, uh, Aurora, this has been such a wonderful morning. Such a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Uh, thank you for inviting me. It's, yeah, it's so lovely. You are so lovely. Like.
0: <laughs> thank you everyone for tuning in.
1: I hope you enjoyed this episode.